It's Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com, coming soon to iOS and Android. There are always going to be new fears. It's, it's It's not, oh, you know, I've conquered all the fears. Entrepreneurs are people who jump out of planes and build the parachutes on the way down. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. my gift, yeah. David D. Simons here. Welcome to another episode of How I Discovered My Gift with yours truly. I'm honored and delighted to share some things. Today's going to be an intense episode. I just want to let you right now know, listen at your own risk. Today, the topic of choice that we're talking about is the fact that entrepreneurship is hard. Entrepreneurship is hard. So I want to speak from a place I'm feeling right, right now. If, if anybody, if this episode is only for one person, it's me. If this episode is only for one person, it's for me to go back and listen to and remind myself why entrepreneurship is hard. So some people are going to hear that and say, David, this doesn't sound positive. You're a positive guy. You're an optimistic guy. You speak positive things. You only share optimistic things. Yes, I do. This is not a negative confession. This is truly a statement that is true. Uh, I'm going to share why about that uh, and what, why the reason that I'm saying entrepreneurship is hard. So bear with me. I I encourage you to listen to this whole episode. It's not a doom and gloom episode. I'm not trying to scare anyone away from entrepreneurship. I'm just speaking some real truths and some real talk. We're going to have some real conversations here. This is probably the most vulnerable um, episode I've ever done Besides my story, besides episode one, if you hear my story, that's pretty vulnerable too. But but this is a very, very vulnerable episode where I'm sharing some realities that I hope in my vulnerability, my openness, my transparency, it will help and resonate with my fellow entrepreneurs. And it will also give my aspiring entrepreneurs a real look into entrepreneurship and a real evaluation if you really want to do this and you're willing to put in the work and the sacrifice and deal with some of the challenges that may come along. So again, I'm I'm sharing this episode today based on me dealing with some emotions today in entrepreneurship. Nothing crazy happened, but enough compound things happen to create this opportunity for me to to create this episode. So let me first tell you why um, I'm feeling like this way today. And I said, you know what? I need to channel this emotion and experience into uh, an episode. So um, today... Uh, as you know, in business, uh, there is a process to everything. And we had a few things just come through. Um, one was a deal that we've been waiting um, to finalize and close. And and this deal has taken months and months and months. And, and then we got the news that um, we didn't lose the deal, but we're going to have the deal postpone, postponed. Uh, to 
a later date into the new year um, that when this deal will start to operate. So that's not negative news, right? It's positive. Um, it's still still positive. It's not I- ideal, but that's what, what occurred. Then secondly, this is all in one day. Secondly, um, we have another deal that we've been working on for some time, quite some time. And it's been a run around. It's been, uh, it's been a challenge. And this deal is potentially going to happen, potentially not. We don't know. It's been a, it's been a, you're in the limb, you're in the dark. Um, so that has been, you know, just being in this place of being in the dark and then questioning uh, some of the um, ways that we're trying to reach and who we're trying to target in some of our services from specifically from um, an advertising standpoint, thinking about how we can restructure that side of our business and and who we target and who we serve uh, for various, various reasons. But so all these all these things just accumulating. I mean, like I said, they're not negative. They're not bad. Uh, but it can put you in a mental state where you're starting to question things and you're starting to question yourself. You start to ask yourself, why am I doing this? You start to ask yourself questions of, um, you know, am I really willing to continue to persist and um, an entrepreneurship? You might have questions of self-doubt in your capabilities and as as yourself, as a person, as a as a as an organization and how you serve and cater to people uh, or your products or your services. So these are things that I was really feeling today. I was honestly feeling today just um, and, I, and, and I would say it stemmed from uh, over the weekend feeling this way and it kind of just been building into this. And then it, cum- it culminated to a point where I had a, a call with my my business coach. And I believe that I'm a coach. Every coach should have a coach. If you're not if you're coaching, you don't have a coach. There's a problem. You got to have a coach. Um one of my clients says, never take advice from a coach who's never played the game. Never take advice from a coach who's never played the game. So you, I believe you always should have a coach. It's just good accountability if you're a coach. Um, I, I think even if you're not a coach, you should have a coach. It's, it's such a helpful thing. So I'm sharing that because today I did not want to be on my call with my coach. It's already, it was already scheduled. I just wasn't feeling it today. I just was not feeling a combination, again, a combination of things. I did not want to be on the call. I did not want to. I also didn't finish some of the things that I, I, I was supposed to finish. So this whole episode is inspired uh, by my business coach. Shout out to shout out to Coach Brian. Thank you for for lifting my spirits today. And so now I can hope hopefully lift the spirits of many others. Um but in this conversation we had, I, I'll be honest, I, I was going to cancel the meeting. I was going to cancel the call. I didn't want to I didn't want to be on the call. One, I didn't do the things I needed to do. Two, I wasn't feeling the, in the best state of mind, just feeling a little bit of de- defeat, just feeling defeated. Right. Um, and and here's the interesting thing. Right. You can feel defeated even though you're not. You can feel like you're losing even though you're winning. <laughs> That's not sound crazy. Oh man. You can feel like things are not working even if they're working. I'm I'm sure you some of you know what I'm talking about. It's this weird situation where things don't have to be all bad, but in your mind if the thing that you really want or the things that you really aspire towards are not working towards what you would like it to be, you can paint that picture and put the magnifying glass on it and make that small thing that's not working to, to your liking, make it bigger in your mind and you forget about all, you start to minimize your wins and you minimize what is working. And that's I think that's exactly where it was today. 
And that's why you need sometimes you need a coach <clears throat> because a coach can see you're say you're in the picture and you're in the frame, you're inside the frame, you're in the picture. And, and one of my coaches says, one of my mentors says, it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. You really need someone to give you that frame of reference where you are. Okay. So I, I, I wanted to go into that and share with you why I'm doing this episode today. But now let's dig into what we're going to discuss. We're going to talk about some real stats, some real data on why entrepreneurship is hard. We're going to talk about some reasons why entrepreneurship is hard. And then we're going to pick you back up and share why you must keep going. All right. So so hang in there with me. This is going to be a very nice ride. We're going to deal with a lot of different things. And I, and I, I, I really, really would appreciate your feedback. Let let us know. Um, respond on our um, our Apple, our iTunes. I, you know, put it, put your feedback on the review section. On our, we're on all the all the platforms where podcasts are are. And I would love to hear your feedback. OK, so. The reason why entrepreneurship is hard is one of the very obvious reasons is that it's it's a lot to it's a lot to, to handle. It's a lot to do. And it's a lot of pressure, it's a lot of stress. It's it's not easy. So inherently entrepreneurship is hard, period. Uh, it, the proof of that is that out of seven billion people in the world. Only 5% of the people, this, this stat comes from uh, f- funders and founders, only 5% of people in the entire world are entrepreneurs. So let this sink in for you. There's 7 billion people on earth and only 5% of them are entrepreneurs. So what, what are the other people doing, right? So you got about... 2 billion that are too young. They're, 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 don't get me wrong. There's probably some discrepancy in here a little bit because z- uh, ages zero to 15, there aren't, I know, I personally know some entrepreneurs that are under 15. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but zero to 15 is about the 2 billion. 1.7 billion work in services, <clears throat> 1.4 billion work in agriculture. 800 million work in industrial jobs, 577 million are older than 64 and may not work just retirement wise, 430 are unemployed and 400 million people are entrepreneurs. Wow. You're in the 5% just by being an entrepreneur. So let's break down some other stats. Because a lot of people, you know, you, you've heard the stats that a certain amount of businesses, 20% of businesses fail the first year, uh, another 30% more fail in this, in, within five years. Um, and there's a lot of reasons why. Um, but now I want to look at the U.S. real quick. Okay. So I want you to understand the makeup of the U.S. And this comes from uh, the Goldman Sachs program. Shout out to the Goldman Sachs program program my fellow cohort uh uh amazing group of people um and amazing program if you if if you're an entrepreneur you're in business uh you've been in business for some time consider being a part of the goldman sachs program 10k sb okay um so there are roughly 80 percent of businesses that have zero employees right meaning there's no employees in the business self-employed sole proprietor uh, and this is in the u.s only i don't have the global stats um there are 12 percent of businesses that have one to four employees three percent of businesses have five to nine employees two percent have 10 to 19 employees and 1.77 percent have 20 to 99 employees. Check this out. 0.30% have 100 to 500 employees. 0.30%. And then 0.07% have over 500 employees. So when you think about this, 
really, really boil this down, it is it is to be celebrated. Those who are in business, you are among a rare breed, a rare group. Entrepreneurship, being being a part of something that very few people are a part of overall, period. And then being able to not only create opportunity, employment, jobs, um, create economic value for people, that's to be commended. So why am I doing this again? I, I, want, I really want you to understand that there are entrepreneurs out here at all the stages, all these stages, the, the stages with zero employees, one to four, five to nine, 10 to 19, 20 to 99, those who are doing a consulting and freelancing and all that stuff. And there are some people that are struggling silently. There's some things you have this, you have this feeling that you can't talk about this. You can't talk about the feelings and the emotions. Yes, I'm a man and I talk about emotions. People don't feel comfortable or they don't feel like they can talk about them feeling weak. They don't want to be seen as a weak a weakness. I believe that it's, it's, it's actually shows strength when you can talk about weakness. It shows strength when you can admit that you're struggling with something or dealing with something. That takes a lot of strength. And I just want this episode to be a breath of fresh air to my fellow entrepreneurs who are struggling silently, who are thinking about closing down, who are struggling with self-doubt, who are thinking about how they're going to make it, how they're going to pay their bills, how they're going to take care of their family, especially through this pandemic. And there's been some challenging times uh, that have been created. We'll talk about more businesses in that regard. Businesses is is a is a is truly something that takes everything you got. It takes it all. It takes it all. So um, I'm not saying every case is in a state where things are really bad. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it doesn't matter what state you're in. Entrepreneurship is hard. Okay. So let me give you a glimpse into the reality of an entrepreneur and and share how I believe back to the topic at hand of, of this show period, which is to help you discover, develop and distribute your gifts. And I think one of the best ways to discover your gift or <clears throat> find and develop your gift and discover yourself is through entrepreneurship, hands down. I cannot think of anything else that will give you the personal development and self-discovery that entrepreneurship will give you. Entrepreneurship has really helped me <clears throat> in discovering myself more, discovering both the strengths and the weaknesses, discovering my style, leadership, discovering my strength, inner, inner strength, um, and realizing the things that I didn't know about myself. So here's the reasons I believe why entrepreneurship is hard. One, you're again, you're doing things that 95% of society doesn't want to do. I didn't say can't do. 95% of society, the people that are not in entrepreneurship typically don't want to be entrepreneurs. They know it's hard. You're in this because you know you're a different breed. You're a different type of person to be an entrepreneur. You think differently. You actually are borderline <laughs> crazy. I think most entrepreneurs are a little bit crazy to be entrepreneurs because you're going into deep waters, not knowing if you're going to drown. Uh, the, the definition of an entrepreneur is one who takes on extraordinary risk for financial gain. Simple. One who takes on extraordinary risk for financial gain. So you're taking on <clears throat> a risk. Risk means that I might lose I might win, but it doesn't matter. I'm still going to take the risk. And if you've, if you heard my favorite, one of my favorite quotes is that I believe that the biggest risk 
that you can take in life is not taking risks. So I'm a risk taker. Entrepreneurs at the end of the day are risk takers. That's why they're the, they're part of the 5% because they're willing to take risks that most people will not, most sane people will not do. They will not do it because it doesn't make sense financially. It doesn't make sense logically. It doesn't make sense. I don't know There's so many variables. It's not, a, it's not a sure thing. I don't have a guarantee. And that's why most people are not cut off to be entrepreneurs right there, right off the bat, because it requires extraordinary risk. The other thing is that, and, and you don't learn this right away, but you, you learn this through the process that entrepreneurship requires mental toughness and resiliency on a whole nother level. You have to develop your mental toughness to be an entrepreneur. You're going to face rejection. Uh, you're going to face um challenges, whether internally with your team, um, your, your, your employees, your clients, your, your, um, your, you're going to have issues. You're dealing with people. Anytime when you're dealing with people, there's guaranteed to be issues. There's just, there's just no way around that. You're going to deal with HR issues. Maybe some of you, uh, unfortunately have, have had to, had to deal with legal issues, lawsuits, partnerships, um, business divorces in a sense uh you know there's so many things that you're gonna have to face you might have to deal with family members that say hey uh, are you sure this is the right thing you want to do and people questioning you you're gonna have to deal with some financial difficulty some financial hardship um and you're gonna have to have mental toughness and resiliency on a whole nother level to get through it there's no way, way around it. The only way around it is through it. You can't go around. It. Through is the way. Through is the process. Through it. You have to go through it. And that's why a lot of people don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with the mental aspect that you have to face. The, the, the challenges you're going to have to face from yourself internally and the challenges you're gonna have to face from others externally. They're very real. Number two. So number one, one is you're doing 95% of what society won't do. Number two, you are forced to face your fears very often. Most people are, are lucky if they face their fears outside of a trip to Disneyland and, 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 and Six Flags Magic Mountain or Six Flags uh, riding a roller coaster. Most people are lucky if they only have to face their fears uh, uh, once or twice or a few times or 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 even you know physical danger or something of that nature. In entrepreneurship, you are facing your fears all the time because you're not good at everything. You're not excellent at everything. I don't care how long you've been in business. I don't care what the level of development you you have. There are going to be things you've never done. And there are going to be things, maybe, maybe you're already at a level where you, you, you've you built your company. Now you want to franchise it. You've never done that. Now you need to face the fear of expansion. Uh, or or maybe, you, maybe you need to buy a building. Maybe you need to buy assets. And uh, maybe you need to bring, do a merger, a acquisition. There's always going to be new fears to face at every level. There are always going to be new fears. It's, it's not, it's not, oh, you know, I've conquered all the fears. Entrepreneurs are people who jump out of planes and build the parachutes on the way down. That's what we do. We're taking risks and we're learning how to navigate through it. And the only way to conquer fear is to do it, to, to do what you're afraid of, to go after the very thing you don't know and you don't have all the answers you don't have i'm saying to take calculated risk of course but you're you're taking risk on investments you're taking risk on people um i've had some bad partnerships in my day um i've had some you know um good ones too i've had some great partnerships you, you got to deal with all kinds of uh real challenges you got to deal with real you got to deal with things like imposter syndrome feeling like you know what i'm an imposter so I, so in my conversation today with my coach brian he was telling me he was saying that if you don't feel like 
you're having imposter syndrome, then you're either it's true. He broke it down from 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 a science medical perspective. You're either narcissistic or you're a sociopath. Narcissistic or sociopath. If you do not feel any level of imposter syndrome, you're not real. You're not real. And if you say hard uh, uh, entrepreneurship is not hard, then something's wrong with you too. I- I'm gonna say that right now. I know that's crazy. Entrepreneurship, if you're doing it right, will be hard. If you're doing it right, you're gonna face fears. You're gonna challenge yourself. You're gonna have to become a better person to become a better entrepreneur. And changing yourself is the hardest thing. Changing a, a, a process or a procedure is not hard. Changing yourself is into the become the person that creates processes and procedures when you're not a process procedure person. That's that can be hard. So changing yourself is a part of entrepreneurship, whether you like it or not. Uh, Jim Rome said. He said, I wish that everyone would become a millionaire, not because it's a million dollars, but but because of what it creates and produces in you to become the person of value that creates a million dollars in their business. Then Jim Rohn said that. Check that out. Check him out. Uh, rest his rest his soul. Um, so as an entrepreneur, you're you are going to deal with things like imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is when you feel like. Mm, am I really that good? Am I really? You're questioning your ability. And I was feeling that way today. Uh, just in all honesty, feeling that imposter syndrome. And, and so my coach was just telling me, he was just like, if you feel that, then you're human. That's entrepreneurs all deal with. And if you don't feel that, and, and here's the truth, you deal with a little bit of imposter syndrome at every level. So it might be in one phase here, but it might look different on the next phase and on the next phase and on the next phase. You start questioning, even though you have the skills, even though you have the ability, even though you're in demand. So here, here's crazy. Here's here, again, I'm sharing this very transparently. Um, we were going over my wins uh, from the week before, and I was sharing how I was sharing my wins, but I was still feeling like imposter. Um, so I was in one week, uh, I was invited to, um, speak, uh, to a mastermind in Philly on digital marketing. I was invited to become a part of this group with, with two fellow, uh, other entrepreneurs who are way beyond where I am in business. And they want me to join their year long mastermind to help other businesses and other people in entrepreneurship. Um, in the same week, I was invited to speak uh, at Drexel University um, to speak on sales and funnels and marketing and all that stuff. Um, but you see, what I talked about earlier, minimizing, I minimized all those wins and I looked at where I was feeling today. So what I'm saying is you're, you, you deal with imposter syndrome on a certain level. You can have all these accolades, you can have all this stuff, but sometimes you feel like, am I really, am I really who people think I am? Am I really doing it on the level that I th- that people think I am? You feel this imposter syndrome sometimes. Number three, you are forced to face yourself and keep a constant mirror on yourself. If anything, entrepreneurship puts a mirror right in your face right in your face it, it shows it to you constantly and constantly and constantly so I want to point out this story a team member of mine and I, I did this strategically we do these things called role scorecards and I review everybody's role scorecards on my team and I also get a rating as well. And uh, a person on my team who's um, a very trusted person on my team, I'd said, please share with me. You know, you're not in danger of losing your job. Share with me sincerely where I'm missing it, where I'm messing up. 
where I could be a better leader. And she shared with me a bunch of areas that she thought were bottlenecks. She'd share with me a bunch of areas where I'm struggling with delegation or not doing well in that area or or not leading. And I and it was so helpful for me. And and I I'm telling you, this kind of level of accountability that having that mirror entrepreneurship forces that mirror in your face because I have to constantly see where I'm missing it and constantly see where I can improve. There's no there's no other in my opinion, there's no other profession that's going to force you to level up like entrepreneurship does. That brings me to my next point. Which, which shout out to my coach Brian who, who really really instilled this. You have to grow as a human being to grow as an entrepreneur. You have to grow as a human being to grow as an entrepreneur. It's inevitable. You can't work, say, I'm just going to work on businesses and entrepreneurship and not work on yourself. It's going to, uh, Myron Golden, one one of my mentors as well, says, if it's not working, it's working on you. So things are always working. Um, Whatever you're working on is working on you. And it's, it's so true in entrepreneurship. It will reveal your weaknesses as a leader and as a person, your habits, your communication, or your even your lack of communication. If you're lacking in communication, you're not a good communicator. Um, entrepreneurship is going to show you that. If you're lacking in delegate, I'll be honest and transparent. De- delegation is an area I I am lacking in. I need to get better in. And 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 where does that stem from? Uh, trusting people. And where does that stem from? Being burned. Um, and and going through different challenges. So, so I'm, I'll share something here transparently. I was going to bring on a guy who um, was going to handle operations for our company some years ago. And, um, you know, he was going to help us on the government side. He has connections, all this stuff. And he's really excellent in what he did. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. Like great quality, top notch. Um, and he was going to be on our team. And he, um, you know, there were some things going wrong with a, with a particular campaign. And I said, man, hey, this is not looking good. I reached out to the client and, and I couldn't. Then he was non-responsive on this project we had for a client. And I was really upset because I one thing, if you know anything about me and how like taking care of my clients is the most important thing to me in business, like really, really good. And I believe in two, there's two clients, internal clients and external clients, internal clients being my team, the external clients being um, the people we serve um, and taking care of my clients is very important. And this campaign wasn't going right. It just wasn't going right. So um, I was very upset. The campaign didn't go well. The client was upset. And um you know, a friend of his reached out and said, I, I, I don't know what's telling me to tell you this, but I, sh- I think I should tell you this. And then she uh, tells me to look up the guy's name. I look it up and we look at the track record. And this guy had a misdemeanor on his on his uh, record. Not only did he have a misdemeanor, he was a registered sex offender and child molester. I can't make this up. I was about to sign a dotted line to have him become a partner. And I had no idea. Thank God for that instance that happened. And it didn't work out because I would have really messed myself up in many, many other ways. So one of the story is you have to grow as a human being to grow as an entrepreneur. You have to work on yourself. And the the more you work on yourself, personal development, reading, exercise, fitness, self-care, all of those things, the better you're going to become as an entrepreneur and the better your company is going to do. It's, there's no coincidence that as um, entrepreneurs grow and develop as people, their companies grow and develop as well. It's just it's it's a, there's a correlation. You can't you can't hide that. Number five, 
you have to lead while you bleed. Um, shout out to Del Toro, who's taught me about this. You have to lead while you bleed. There are many times where my team is taken care of, but I'm not. My team is paid, but I'm not. Um, there have been times where I'm having a rough day, but I need to stand strong because I have a team that looks to me for leadership, even in moments when I don't feel the best, even when I'm not feeling my best, even when I'm not um, doing well mentally or emotionally, I still need to lead. And, and, and sometimes that means you're leading and bleeding at the same time. You're leading and hurting at the same time. You're, you're dealing with challenges. Um, you're dealing with scenarios. You're wondering um, how you're going to make it to next week or next month or next year. You're wondering how you're going to get out of a certain situation and you don't have very many people you can trust to tell and understand your situation um you might have everything going well in business but things aren't going right at home you might have everything going right at home but things aren't going right in business you're leading while you bleed and that's part of the process and and entrepreneurship makes uh, that, that's why entrepreneurship can be hard because you can't you can't just you, yes, you attend to your wounds, you attend to your things, but you still have to lead. You can't you can't just say, I'm going to stop leading and just handle the bleeding. No, you got to handle the bleeding and you got to handle the leading at the same time. So that is key. Number six, your decisions have a direct effect on others, which means you are 100% responsible. What do I mean by that? That especially as an entrepreneur and especially as your business is growing, um, there are people who are connected to your business, via, be, be it your clients, be it your customers, be it your team, your employees, uh, your family. Uh, you got to ask yourself about what you're doing and how it's going to affect your loved ones. So when I first started in entrepreneurship a couple of years, uh, well, actually the first year, first year and a half or so, there were some tough times. Boy, there were some tough times. And um, I had some invoices due uh, quite a bit of money at the time. And I didn't know how I was going to make it. And there were many times I was just like, I'm going to get a job. Forget this. And I'm not a quitter. Oh, well, you got to know something about me. I don't quit. I, but I was thinking about my wife and my family. And I was thinking about these bills being due and mortgage being running late and, and all this other stuff. And I, and I didn't know how to navigate. And my wife said something to me that's always been, I always share, if you've heard me share, speak or teach in person. Um, I always share how she's part of my why, because when times were tough and I was like, you know what, sweetie, I'm thinking about getting a job, going back in digital marketing as a job and getting a corporate job. And she was like, no, this is your dream. This is what you wanted to do. You're going to figure it out. You're going to figure a way out, but you're not going back to a job. And she did not let me go back. Even when times were really, really tough, I'm talking really tough financially, she did not allow it. And so you need, I believe you need to have people that believe in you, even when you don't believe in yourself sometimes. And that sometimes can happen where you're dealing with some doubt, unbelief. So remember this, that your decisions, again, have a direct effect on others. So when you make a decision, you're actually affecting the lives of your loved ones around you, your employees, your team, your staff, all, all of those things, your contractors, uh, your community, your decisions affect a lot of people. And so you're responsible. This is a, that's a heavy weight to imagine households are being supported by your decisions or indecisions or lack of decisions. 
there are livelihood. There's there's people on the line. There are families on the line. There are kids that won't get health care if you make a wrong step. There are families that won't get their adequate needs or groceries or or a roof over their head. That's big pressure. If you don't make a right decision or if you don't make a decision, you can affect people, too. So your decisions are directly affecting others. That's number six. Number seven, success does not equal safety and security. We're going to say that one again. Success does not equal safety and security. One of the quotes that is sitting here in my office, I, I, I always keep a glance at and I always keep in mind, I don't think I can ever hear it enough, is this. Rent is due. Success is never owned and only rented. And rent is due every day. You have to pay the price every single day. Let me repeat that quote for you again. Rent is due. Success is never owned, only rented. And rent is due every day. Rent is due every day. I've seen it too much. I've seen it too many times. Entrepreneurs that get get really successful do this, whether million, 10 million, 20 million, whatever, whatever number threshold they hit. And they get there, but they didn't do the things. They continue to do the things that got them there. And they start to decline and they start to get comfortable. And they they don't realize that you can't own success. You can never own success. It's only rented. And so you got to keep going and you have to keep doing the things that um, made you successful. You can't rest on your laurels. If you're not growing, you're dying. If you're not uh, climbing, you're sliding. You've got to continue to press forward. And and so I'm going to share this. Right. So. Uh, just last month, it, you know, I used to work in corporate America uh, as a uh, digital media um, manager for a global digital media manager. Right. So it's a decent a mid-range salary. Right. And um, there are times. So I'm telling you, I'm going through this today. Um, but just last month, I made more than my yearly salary in a month. I made my yearly salary, what I used to make in a year, we made in a month in the business. And sometimes more than that in a couple, more than that salary in a couple weeks. But but my point is, I'm still in today in a tough emotional spot. So you could have high highs. I mean, the highest of highs. And some really low lows. So I mean, I'm telling you, you could have conquered the mountain yesterday, and today you feel like you're in the valley. That's the, that's the that's the unique and strange thing about entrepreneurship. Your your highs can be really high. Your lows can be really really low. And sometimes the lows can be so low it can just wipe out your highs that you don't even remember them. You don't even think about them. I'm telling you, it's crazy. But I want you to, to to recognize that what you what you have to do to maintain is never get comfortable, never get rest on your laurels, and you know say, oh, I don't need to do as much as I need to do. Well, nature doesn't follow those rules. Nature, if you put something a plant in the ground, water it, it's going to grow. You don't water it, it's gonna die. So you don't water your business, you don't water your entrepreneurship journey, improving yourself, developing yourself, doing all these things, it's not gonna help you. So don't get comfortable in success. That success can be actually more dangerous than failure because you're succeeding and you think that when you're succeeding that you don't need to do the things that you did to succeed. You think that success will just continue. And the people that I see that are really tremendous entrepreneurs is they don't let success get into their head and they don't let failure get into their head. They deal with them maybe for a moment, 
but it never gets it never seeps down into their heart either side they never say oh yep we're doing great i don't need to do anything or or man that was really tough um i don't know how i'm gonna get over that again so i want to share with you a few businesses that uh you know did not you know that a lot of people would think and deem as successful um so this is just this is just humility pill right for all of us i don't care what level you're at in business i don't care if you make a billion dollars a year i'm going to share with you some billion dollar examples uh so nobody is immune and don't care what level of success you've achieved uh npc international this is all just during the pandemic npc international you may not know the name but they're the largest franchisees of pizza hut restaurants and they operated over 1200 pizza huts and 385 Wendy stores across the US. Uh, they're the second largest franchise operator in the US. And they filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy in July of 2020. Hertz, you might be heard of them. Hertz struggled. Uh, they're the rental car company due to the pandemic last year. The company's um, used car sales also witnessed a, a, a significant drop. And this forced this company to file for a Chapter 11 bankruptcy, May 2022 of 2020. They had $20 billion in debt, and they had to sell most of their fleet and their assets to pay their creditors. Brooks Brothers, also Chapter 11 bankruptcy, was had to sell to sell to another company for $325 million. J. Crew, you probably heard of them. Um, they were already struggling before the pandemic because of the malls and, and you know retailers and all that stuff they had to um agree to convert their after the bankruptcy filing agreed to convert about 1.7 billion of their company's debt into equity uh jc penny who's been around since 1902 get me on that 1902 they had to file for bankruptcy in may 2020 um they were struggling before then well my point is these are these are colossal empires here. Uh, here's a few last two. Gold's Gym, uh, they had to they had to file for Chapter 11 uh, bankruptcy in May 2020. Uh, they held uh, 700 U.S. Uh, uh, gyms in the U.S. and internationally. It's a lot of gyms. They had to go through a, a court-approved auction process, and um, that's not easy. One uh, entrepreneur everybody may know is a guy named Richard Branson. Richard Branson, who owns Virgin Atlantic. Virgin Atlantic filed for Chapter 15 protection in New York. Uh, he, uh, the company is now owned 49% by, by Delta. And they tried to negotiate some stuff with Britain and it didn't work out. So they also had to file for a Chapter 15 talking billion dollar companies million dollar companies multi-million dollar companies, hundred million dollar companies why why does this happen entrepreneurship is hard but guess what entrepreneurships entre entrepreneurs are harder entrepreneurship is hard but true entrepreneurs are harder they push through um i'm gonna leave you with this last thought if it was easy everyone would do it what we appreciate most about ourselves are the hard things we've had to come, overcome. How do you get mentally tough? It's not through dealing with easy things. It's dealing with tough things. And that's what I think makes a, a, a better entrepreneur is that they don't avoid the process and they overcome the hard challenges, the rejections, the no's, the closed deals, the 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 people not answering your calls, people not answering your proposals, the government rejecting things, uh, bills being due, um, your your competitors getting getting jobs you should have got, um, all these things that you have to deal with and overcome. I think about some of the toughest things I've ever done. One of the toughest things I've ever done was going through my fraternity process. Hazing, yes, I went through a serious amount of hazing. I'll just be honest. I don't know if I should say that on record. Um, but it was one of the toughest, though it was tough physically, what was more tough was the mental torture I was put through for nearly 
I think it was over two months of this. Every day I was living in fear, every single day. And to this day, it is one of the things I'm most proud of my accomplishments because I wanted to quit every single blessed day. I wanted to quit, but I pushed through. And that is what builds mental toughness. And that I believe, which I've learned from Andy, Andy Frisella, is what produces happiness. When you're able to overcome things that you thought you couldn't overcome, you're able to get through challenges where you see the other side. That's Those are the things at the end of life that we're most proud of. We're not proud of the things that were easy. We're proud of the things that were hard. And if you want to be an entrepreneurship entrepreneur, know that entrepreneurship is hard. So to my fellow entrepreneurs, I see you. I hear you. I know your pain. I feel your pain. And I want you to know that you're not alone. You don't have to suffer alone. There are entrepreneurs dealing with the same exact things. I believe this, that sometimes the most encouraging thing you can tell someone is not to cheer up or be encouraged or feel better. It's that, hey, you went through some crap. I went through the same crap. I went through the same nonsense. I went through the same stuff and I'm still here. So I, I know that for a fact that that's what bonds people. It's the challenges, it's the, it's the, it's the issues that we all deal with. So if you ever need to talk, let's talk. Let's have some entrepreneur talk to my aspiring entrepreneurs. Uh, the journey of entrepreneurship may be hard. Yes, it is. I'm not gonna lie to you. But in my opinion, it's one of the best ways to discover more about yourself, your gifts, and who you are. Last note, I promise, I know I know I keep saying last note. Last note I'll say is that entrepreneurs aren't better than anyone else. They simply know how to get up when they fall down and they keep getting up more than they fall down. So keep getting up whenever you fall. That's why entrepreneurship is hard. Most people don't want to go through the process of what it takes, but you can do it. I believe in you and you should believe in you. God bless. Thank you for listening. Truly appreciate it. Catch you on the next episode. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Dear listener, I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date, and it's called the Purpose Gift Tape. It's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose. This is a six-track album I poured my heart and soul into. It includes beautiful beats and amazing spoken word over it. And I'd love to give that to you as a free gift, as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community. So to get your copy, all you need to do is go to podcast.daviddsimons.com. That's podcast.daviddsimons.com. David, the middle initial D, Simons, S-I-M-O-N-S, dot com, and get yours today. Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode.